Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about the brand of a Christian. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the brand that Christians wear in the world. You know, branding's been around for as long as goods could be sold, but our globalized consumer market has made brands even more important. Everything we buy has a logo on it now, marking where the product came from and generally what type of quality we can expect from it. You know, the modern word brand comes from the ancient Norse brander, meaning to burn. And originally a brand referred to a burning piece of wood. And by the 1500s, the meaning had changed to refer to a mark burned on cattle to show ownership. Individual ranches would each have their own unique mark, so ownership could be determined if the animals were lost or stolen or mixed in with other animals from another ranch. And each brand had to be simple, had to be unique, and it had to be easy to identify quickly. And those are all the essential traits that are necessary for modern logos and branding as we understand it today. So, What does that mean for us? What is our brand today? What simple, unique, and easy to identify mark do Christians bear so that others can recognize us? Deuteronomy chapter 15 describes a branding process that occurred long before the practice was common with cattle. It says in Deuteronomy 15, 12, if a fellow Hebrew, a man or a woman sells himself to you and serves six years, In the seventh year, you must let him go free. And when you release him, do not send him away empty-handed. Supply him liberally from your flock, your threshing floor, and your wine press. Give to him as the Lord your God has blessed you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I give you this command today. But if your servant says to you, I don't want to leave you because he loves you and your family is well off with you, Then take an awl and push it through his earlobe into the door, and he will become your servant for life. Do the same for your maidservant. Now, we may need some background here. In 2019, a person who gets into financial trouble, in this country at least, has some legal options to relieve the burden of debt and some state assistance to go along with that. But for Israel, God laid out a different and comprehensive plan for how society should deal with debtors. First, God demanded that his people have compassion on the poor and help them. That command is central still in his new covenant with us today. Then God commanded that a certain portion of the temple's tithe was to go to help those struggling financially. He also required that a certain portion of their fields and their vineyards were set aside for the needy to to collect food. They weren't to be harvested from, so the poor were allowed to go into the fields and collect what they needed from what was left unharvested. And this hopefully was enough to get people back on their feet in most cases. But if this wasn't enough, Israelites could finally sell themselves or their family into slavery to pay their debts as a last resort. Now, of course, that's been an option throughout most of history, and it usually creates some sort of feudal system, right? Where wealth inequality increases to a point where a few feudal lords rule over large groups of indebted slaves who are never able to pay off their debts because they're working without pay. To avoid this with Israel, God decreed that after serving six years, all slaves were to be set free. And once they were freed, 
They were not to be sent away empty-handed. The master was commanded by God to send these former slaves on their way with a liberal supply of sheep and grain uh, and wine so that after serving their time for their debt, the former slave would be able to start fresh. But it appears that, at least occasionally, some slaves didn't want to be set free. They got comfortable. They liked the arrangement. And so God created a way that those slaves could stay with their master. But if they chose this option, they chose it for life. God allowed the slave to make a a permanent relationship with the master. And the way this relationship became permanent was that the servant was voluntarily marked for the rest of his life. As Deuteronomy 15, 17 says, then take an all, push it through his earlobe into the door, and he will become your servant for life. Do the same for your maidservant. The slave chose to be branded, and he chose that mark because he loved his master, and he didn't want to ever leave him. Now, what does that mean for us? In Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In the first century, if you called someone your Lord, you were saying that they owned you. They were your master. If you were a slave, a master chose what you did, how long you did it, where you did it, so on. And while we think of of slavery as something that's not voluntary, when we call Jesus Lord, we are just like the slaves of Israel, as they're described in Deuteronomy. Yes, we maybe came because we were indebted. We were indebted by sin, but we chose to stay because he loves us and we are well off with him. Deuteronomy 15, 16 says, if your servant says to you, I do not want to leave you because he loves you and your family and is well off with you, then take an all and push it through his earlobe. This piercing of the ears was a voluntary act. The servant did not have to do it. He wasn't acting out of fear or compulsion or anxiety about how he was going to go restart his life. The master was responsible to provide for his needs. He was acting out of love. But Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. In John 14, 21. In John 14, 23, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. The good servant still obeys the master. We obey Christ because we love him. We get to choose if Jesus is going to be our Lord or master. We get to choose whether or not we will serve him. We get to choose if we are going to allow him to have ownership of our lives. And we do that because we love him. But if we choose to make Jesus our master, we have to wear his brand and we have to wear it for life. And once you became a Christian, God marked you. Ephesians 1.13 says you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who was a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. God has placed his spirit inside of every Christian. And when God looks at you, he should see his brand. 
And we're not talking about some dormant mark on the body, a tattoo or something. The Spirit is actively working to transform us in a way the world will notice. He guides us, he teaches us, he rebukes us, he comforts us, and he changes us to produce love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. That's our brand. That's the simple, unique, and easy-to-identify logo that we wear proudly on our hearts so the world will recognize who we belong to. We come to Christ voluntarily, out of love. But when we call him master, we are marked to serve him with the rest of our beings and the rest of our lives. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.